Sarah Becker, and I love talking about money. I believe that money doesn't have to be scary, that curiosity is more important than correctness, and that everyone can become an expert of their own money with a little bit of help, and that's where I come in. Today, we're talking about one of the hardest things I struggle with in a budget, which is unexpected expenses. And this is something that I've struggled with my whole life because I am a planner, right? So I want to know when the bills are coming and how much they'll be. And when you have an unexpected expense, it is mm, unexpected. And I'm also a perfectionist. So, you know, I have $6,000 a month budgeted for our expenses. If I get, like I did this month, a surprise $1,000 bill, I'm just like, well, I'm over budget. It's all or nothing. Now it's terrible. And I can just throw this thing out, right? Which is what we want to avoid and what I want to avoid. And that's kind of what led me to adding $1,000 a month, basically 15% of my budget toward unexpected expenses. But we'll get to that in a minute. I was really inspired to talk about this subject because of something that happened to me week before last. So... As you guys know, summer is here. My son graduated from kindergarten, which was just so cute and wholesome. And of course we threw a party, you know? You only graduate kindergarten once. I was gonna celebrate this kid. Wesley requested a pinata, so I purchased two at Dirt Cheap, okay, for like pennies on the dollar. We filled them with lollipops, Tootsie Rolls, Airheads, Skittles, like the game was all there. It's hot in New Orleans, so I really went away from anything that was chocolate, Wes and I went shopping together for candy. He got to pick out anything that was in there. Super fun. So party day arrived. This was this last weekend. And the kids had the best time taking out all of their inner rage on the pinatas and then self-soothing with sugar as a reward. I was honestly jealous. But the important thing to note for this story is that there was <laughs> quite a lot of candy left over. So a couple days passed by. It's the last day of school. I mean, what better way to celebrate than with some snacks, movie night, and playing Mario on the Nintendo Switch together, something that I've just started doing with my husband and son and is so fun. So I was really getting into the spirit. I ate a few leftover Tootsie Rolls after literally years of avoiding them, and <laughs> they were delicious, like just sugar, nostalgia, tag teaming, my veins. And I too felt like a six-year-old out of school for the summer and it felt good. So I kept eating them and about 10 or to be honest, 15 Tootsie Rolls later. And I do have to interject here that my husband Barry was just like judging me the whole time. He was like, oh, we have good chocolate in the cabinet. Why are you eating those? It was just so satisfying. I put on my jammies a couple hours later, started my evening routine, which I'm very smug to say starts with flossing. Okay. Like the responsible adult I am, I have flossed daily for years, no issues whatsoever. So what could go wrong today? Well, I start with, you know, the top of my teeth. And by the time I'm nearly done with the bottom, I'm so engrossed like in my podcast because I, I don't know how to do one task at a time because I, I you know, that's part of being part of my generation. I'm just an autopilot. Then I feel like a little pop as I floss my back teeth. Like this is kind of gross, but like a big chunk of food would have come out between my teeth except it was bigger and it was harder and I didn't have any food between my teeth. I immediately opened my mouth to investigate. I stuck my finger like back into my mouth to feel it and a large chunk of one of my molars ha has disappeared. It looked like a granite quarry just like chopped off, okay? I'm like, oh my God, I flossed away my own tooth. So 
I immediately panic. Um, but unfortunately feeling totally normal. Like I'm not in pain. I clearly have not flossed to my nerve, you know, um, it's too late to call my dentist. It's like 8 PM. So after a conversation with Barry where he was like, first of all, you couldn't have done that. You couldn't have flossed away your tooth. Um, but second, if you did do it, it was because of your Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> I like laid in bed and you know, I dreamed of cocoa flavored sticky candy and all my teeth falling out. The next morning, my dentist, who was amazing, says, okay, if you can get there like in an hour when I call, you, she can squeeze me in, okay? So the whole way there, I cannot wait to ask my dentist, Dr. Holler, was it the Tootsie Rolls? Okay, was it the Tootsie Rolls? And also, it's the end of May. <laughs> it's the end of my budget, which was going so well. Like, how much am I busting? How much am I busting my budget this time? Right, right. So turns out, my silver filling I received as a kid was changing size due to temperature and creating lots of like micro fractures in this specific tooth. So all my tooth needed for a little breakaway action was a catalyst, a cocoa flavored sticky as hell catalyst. So my dentist was able, again, the morning after, I am very hashtag blessed, my dentist replaced my silver filling, was able to fill in the part of the tooth I lost while I was flossing, and my bill was $350, which, in my mind was an absolute bargain. Again, if you have dental insurance, you're probably like, oh my God, it was how much? But I don't have dental insurance. I've never had dental insurance. And we can talk about healthcare in the United States at another time. But I still wasn't expecting this bill, right? And here are a few other bills <laughs> I have not expected this year. Number one came in March, an IRS bill that was double last year's, a cool $11,000. Plus I had to put $9,000 to top off my 401k to get it down to $11,000. So if we're counting 11 plus nine, that is $20,000. I also in March had to pay nearly $8,000 to install a wood stove and repair the chimney at the Vermont house. And I knew this bill was coming. I had been trying to get someone out there to do it, but I was expecting it to be closer to four grand or if I'm being honest, three grand. So $8,000 was ooh, punch in the gut. I also got a $550 therapy bill that came in May after misunderstanding my new deductible terms. So I thought I was all covered. My therapist thought I was all covered. I wasn't. I owed back $550. And then last week, kind of in preparation for our road trip to Vermont, I had a $990 expense because I had to replace all my tires and they barely lasted two years. So I wasn't expecting to have to replace them this spring. Um, again, unexpected expenses are the hardest part of budgeting for me, but here are three things that can really, really help. Number one, have a fully funded emergency fund. For me, this is three months of my absolutely necessary living expenses. And I dip into this as needed. So I dipped into it for my tax payment and for my surprise Vermont wood stove bill. And then I built them back up. I'm almost back to where I should be. Number two, expect the unexpected in your budget. So kind of like I chatted about at the beginning of this podcast, I set aside 15% of my household budget for unexpected expenses, which basically adds up to $1,000 extra. So I know we need $6,000 a month for our expenses, but I budget 7,000. That extra thousand can be used for an unexpected expense, can help offset how much I pull from savings if that unexpected expense is over $1,000, or at the end of the month, if I don't use it, it can be put into savings to you know, kind of roll over to the next month. I partially budget this much because we own four homes um, and rent them out. Like I think that if you don't do that, 10% of your budget set aside for surprises is 
definitely sufficient. And number three is I take advantage of the idea of sinking funds. So a sinking fund is money set aside for a specific purchase or bill in the future that you contribute to a bit each month. Popular ones are stuff like vacations, holidays, Christmas presents, insurance expenses, and of course, the biggest one for me, home maintenance. When you use a sinking fund, instead of freaking out about a $500 car insurance bill that comes around every six months, you'll plan for it and set aside $84 a month for six months. And then when it's time to pay it, you've got it all. This is such a help for planners like me. And it's also why I budget annually. So I can see more of these expenses coming up. Of course, some of them are still gonna be unexpected. Like when you plan to pay the government $6,000, but it's $11,000, you know, not much I can do about that one. Or again, like tires should last more than two years. They just don't because I live in New Orleans. But now I know for next time. I know that in two years, I'm gonna have to replace them again. So the bottom line is that unexpected expenses are to be expected and we need to plan for them. If you enjoyed this bite-sized podcast, you can leave me a rating and review. They help so much. You can also find me on Instagram at Becker Talks Money and shoot me an email anytime at hello at beckertalksmoney.com. I'll see you on Friday.